change your perception of what you're looking at and everything changes. Hey, my name is Georgio Janis and this is the How To Do Life podcast. If you've ever felt that no matter what you try, something is missing, then you're in the right place. My aim with this podcast is to begin filling in those blanks for you. So open your mind and get ready because I'm about to show you an entirely different way to look at your life. And once you've seen it, you can't unsee it. So let's get started. All right, welcome to today's podcast. Um, Today we're going to talk about an interesting topic. It's something I've been seeing show up with clients regularly. Um, Not the same clients over and over again, but various clients. Um, And I have people asking me questions about... um, what it is that happens when people are having an emotional reaction. Now, this is an important topic because most people don't realize just how much their emotions are influencing their decision-making. Um, we are typically unconscious about how much our emotions are influencing our decisions and our choices on a daily basis. If you think about the emotion of fear or guilt, Think about how many different decisions you might be making when um, you are being influenced by feelings of guilt, right? Or fear. For example, um, purchasing something for somebody that you feel like you should be buying for them, that's driven by guilt, as opposed to buying something because you genuinely want to give them something of value or you just want to show them some kind of appreciation. Um, You know, it, it seems like a small little experience, but Just that small decision is driven by guilt, for example. Um, And the same is true for fear. Sometimes we'll buy stuff out of fear that we're going to miss out if we don't get it, when in reality we don't need it. You know, so emotions actually drive and influence so many of our decisions and choices. So I thought it would be valuable to kind of dig into what's going on when we're having emotional reactions so you can start to see just how much it influences the way you interact with people and also the way you uh, interact with yourself internally. Now, it's, it's actually quite interesting because you've probably seen people have emotional reactions. Um, you'll be having an interaction with them, you'll be conversing with them, you'll be kind of having these different conversations with them and then out of nowhere they'll just be like snap and then they'll start having this really strong reaction to you. And you, in response to their emotional reaction, kind of feel taken aback or surprised or shocked by what they're saying to you. And it's valuable for you to pause and reflect on what might be going on there because what people typically do, like if this is you and you're interacting with somebody else and they have this kind of micro explosion of an emotional reaction, what is valuable for you to do is instead of get defensive because that's what people typically do and start putting their guard up and like, where the hell is that coming from? Like, what the hell is that? Why are you having such a strong reaction to me? Pausing for a moment and reflecting on the possibility that they're actually having a response to something you said and it's not necessarily you that is their problem right so an example of what i mean by that is i've got this client who for a long time wrestled with feelings of not being able to um, communicate communicate effectively and what that translated to in their mind was that they weren't understood 
They didn't feel understood by people around them. And um, this actually translated into a challenge with speech. And so whenever they were in situations where they felt like they couldn't communicate or articulate effectively or clearly, and people would say, I don't understand what you're saying, like, what is this? And they'd come across with a tone of confusion or impatience. Um, my client would find themselves having this really strong, uncontrollable reaction of anger, of frustration, of like shutting down or storming off because being understood was so valued and valuable for them. Like they really wanted to make sure that people understood them. And the reason why that was important was because from a younger age, they felt like no matter what they were saying, they weren't being understood or appreciated by the authority figures, parents and teachers at the time. And so because there was a lot of pain associated with being misunderstood at the time, moving forward, as they've grown into an adult and a very intellectual and bright adult with brilliant um, academic awareness and knowledge, they have reactions even in professional context when people are like, I'm not really sure I get what, like, what are you trying to say or hurry up? They're trying to speed up the way my client speaks. And it, it just, my client shuts down. And it wasn't until we started to work through the earlier memories of feeling misunderstood that they realized that's what all of these reactions over the years have been. So instead of feeling emotionally charged and reactive whenever somebody says, I don't understand you, what are you saying? Like, we, can you just get to the point? Um, they're just like, well... I don't have to have the same emotional reaction anymore. I can just be like, all right, well, if they, my client now changes their approach. Firstly, they are clearer in the way they communicate because there's no strong emotion that's getting in their way and getting in their head. And also, if they find that people don't understand them, instead of having a reaction because the emotions have calmed down, their response will be like, okay, let me try and reframe it this way or let me try and say it this way. Just give me a second, I'll try and reframe it and I'll say it this way. And when they do that, they're understood, they communicate effectively, everybody's on the same page and like everybody gets along. There's no conflict, there's no strong emotional reaction anymore. So there's time and time and time again I see these interesting interactions. Couples, especially married couples, um, there's a lot of assumptions about what people are saying to one another. But it's not actually being said, right? So another example of that is when um, couples are starting to get into an argument and they're saying, well, you said this, you said this to me, right? You criticized me, you put me down, you didn't let me say what I wanted to say. And then they're getting on their defense and then there's just like this back and forth. There's this tennis match of argument and frustration and disappointment throughout the entire argument. But no one's actually truly saying what needs to be said because everybody's having an emotional reaction and everybody's having their buttons pushed. The reason this happens is because there's something about that situation. There's something about what that person said. There's something about what 
the way they said what they said, that reminds you of some past experience, some what's described as an original event. It can be childhood, it can be recent years, it can be teenage years, right? Um, but it traces back to some original event where you were feeling or experiencing the same kind of situation and then you have this emotional reaction like it's uncontrollable. It's almost like if you were to actually stop, take a step back and look at yourself, you kind of feel like what, it, like, what the fuck is this? Like what am I actually doing right now? How am I having this reaction? Like who is this person that I've just turned into, right? That's because what's happening on a subconscious level is you're regressing. You're actually regressing in time back to when this originally happened, the first time this happened for you, the first time you experienced a dynamic where, let's say, if you're having an emotional reaction to being criticized or someone giving you feedback, you're regressing to some emotional experience when you were younger. Like I said, it could be childhood, it could be teenage years, it could be young adult years. When somebody was giving you feedback or criticizing you, you perceive that as a humiliating or an embarrassing experience and had an emotional reaction. And so when you have this emotional reaction, you regress back to this original event in your subconscious. And what you do is you react. And what I want to do is just take a moment to dissect the word react. It's actually quite interesting. When you react, you are re-enacting the past. So if you think about acting out a role that you've played, acting out some kind of scene that's unfolded, in the present day, if someone's pushed a button, they're having you subconsciously regress to the original event and you are re-enacting that original event in the present moment. Now, why that's a problem is because you're repeating the past, which is why you probably feel like you're stuck in this cycle. It's like this same cycle of a dynamic with this particular person, if they're someone you're in a relationship with or somebody that is a friend of yours or a work colleague or something like that, and you find yourselves stuck in this dynamic, this cycle of and this pattern of behavior over and over and over again, and no one can seem to change. You want them to change. They want you to change. No one's moving and the whole dynamic's just stuck, it's because you continue to reenact the past in the present moment. So what's valuable is to actually pause and reflect. Sometimes it's hard to do in the moment. I'll, I'll admit it. When emotions are high, the last thing you're doing is stopping and pausing, going, hold on a minute, mid-argument, saying, can we just give me, I just need a time out. I'm just going to step outside because I want to reflect on where this starts for me. Um, no one's about to do that mid-argument, so I don't expect you to do that. But what I do want you to consider is that um, perhaps after when all everything's calmed down, maybe they're not fully resolved, but when everything's calmed down and you've got some time and you're away from the situation, um, just take some time to reflect, like, what, where did that happen for me in the past? Where did that take place for me somewhere in my past? And you will find that one or two memories might actually just boop, present themselves out of nowhere. They'll seem random, but they're actually connected. And what I want you to do is just explore the memory. Find out 
what you perceived people were doing in this memory, kind of like you're watching a stage performance as the director. You're like, okay, where was everybody positioned on stage? Who was saying what? What were their lines? What was everybody doing? And just reflect on what your emotions were in the experience. Now, you don't have to buy into the emotions because emotions are distortions of reality. They're polarizations of either positive or negative, which is only the half-truth. What you can do is dig deeper, um, but I'm reluctant to give too much work at this point because it can be overwhelming and can get you stuck. But what I do want you to do is actually just reflect on what the experience was and look at what your perception was and how you responded to it and ask yourself, well, what was the value of this experience? How was this experience helping me at the time back then? And believe it or not, that will actually help you extract value from the experience and help you find answers to today's problems in your own past. And when you start to get to a place where you appreciate the experience and you see the value of it, you no longer feel held back by it. And you will find you start to break the pattern of reaction or reenacting. And what then happens is you start responding as opposed to reacting. Now, what's interesting is when you have a response, when you look up the word response and you look up the origin of it, it means to answer to, which is interesting to me because when you're having an experience in the present day and it would be something that would usually push your buttons, but you're not reacting anymore. Now you're choosing to answer to the circumstances or answer to the experience and say, all right, well, what can we do here? That's an interesting reaction that that person's having. I can see them having a, an emotional reaction and I don't have to engage with the emotional reaction. I can put that aside because I'm sure they're regressing to some personal experience that's upsetting them. I wouldn't necessarily coach them through it, not real time. That tends to make things worse. But you can just be aware that the people you're engaging with might be having emotional reactions. And then what you can do is respond to the situation as opposed to have this total reaction. And if you find yourself having a reaction, try not to judge yourself too much. But spend the time afterwards when all the heat and the pressure has calmed down and reflect on it. Where did, where did this come from? You having emotions and having an emotional reaction about stuff is not random. It's very specific. It's coming up for you for a reason. In that, in that setting, in that scenario, in that experience, it's very specific for you. Recently on a, I'll give you another example. Recently on a group coaching call, um, I was talking with my group, with my students about the word no and handling rejection. Now, what was interesting and not surprising at all was while I was asked, I asked everybody in the group, when you hear me say the word no, no, that's not going to happen. No, I don't agree. No, 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 no. What was all your individual perceptions of it? And each person in the group had a different perception of me saying the word no. They had a different feeling and emotion about it. Which suggests that each person has a different personal reactional story, some original event 
that pushes their button. So to make the assumption that everybody feels the same way you feel about something is somewhat arrogant and also ignorant, right? Because it's easy for us to assume that other people feel or should feel the same way we feel about an experience. But the reality is everyone has their own personal perception of the same thing. I like using the analogy, if you give three different chefs the same set of ingredients, you will get three different dishes, completely different dishes. So putting a whole bunch of people in the same dynamic, and if there's everybody's having an emotional reaction to the same dynamic, I assure you, they're not all having an emotional reaction for the same reason. It's all very personal and individualized. And it traces back to something that's personal for them. So the same is true for you. So what I'd love for you to start doing is spending a bit of time after you find yourself having some kind of an emotional reaction to somebody or some situation or event. Spend some time afterwards just reflecting. What does this feel like? What does this remind me of in the past? Where have I experienced this before? And ask yourself, what was the value of that experience? And keep asking yourself and coming up with answers until you actually start to appreciate that original event. And when you do, when you actually get to unlock the appreciation and gratitude, it changes how you perceive the past. And more importantly, it changes the way in which you appreciate the current circumstances and you no longer have concerns about re-experiencing the same situation moving forward. This client I was telling you about who struggles or struggled with being misunderstood no longer has the same concern. Kind of like internally laughs and giggles to himself when he sees situations when people don't fully understand him. He slows down. He's like, all right, give me a sec. Let me reframe this for you so I can explain it in a different way. And he does it. They get it. And like, it doesn't push the same button anymore. This was something that he carried around for decades. And now he's like completely changed it because of him changing his perception of the past experiences, especially where it all originates. So you can totally transform your thinking about the present day based on the past. The solution to today's problems lies in your past, not somewhere out there. It's just back in your past. Everything you need is there. It just takes a bit of reflection and an investigative mind. So on that note, I wanted to spend a bit of time just digging into the emotional reactions that people have and give you potentially some insight into your own behavior, but also help you understand the people around you. So you can start changing the interactions you have and stop feeling so um, perhaps defensive and on alert or feeling threatened. So on that note, I want to thank you for listening. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and um, please leave us a review. It always helps and uh, helps get our podcast out there. And until then, I'll see you on the next episode.